You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Episode number 17 of I Doubt It. Wow. What? Too too much excitement? Number 17. That's oh, crazy. Oh, number 17. I thought you were shitting on me that I was just happy to be alive. No, no. I would never do that. <laughs> we want to thank you, everybody. Um, hey, I'm Brittany Page. Oh. I'm Jesse Dollimore. <laughs> Across from me. Speaking loudly <laughs> is my lovely co-host, Brittany Page. That's me. <laughs> there you go. Host. Now she is properly introduced. I want to thank everybody. Uh, the show is doing very, very well beyond our wildest dreams or expectations. We are surpassing uh, any numbers of listeners that we thought we may have or we may have achieved this in this short of time. It's, it's been awesome. For sure. It's been a good time. I mean, 17 episodes in, and I'm I'm a salty dog. I'm an old pro now. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is happening? So we want to thank you for your support, for spreading the word, telling your friends, for telling all of your pastors. It's been a, it's been a good time. And taking the 10 seconds out of your day to review via the podcast app that you're listening to right now. Or going to iTunes. You know, I thought about it. And not everybody uses iTunes. Not everybody is, uses an iPhone. We're being very snobby. We're being exactly what we talked about last episode, but just about the iPhone. Wait a minute. Who doesn't use iTunes? Yeah, I know. Oddly enough, a lot. my little brother, hmm. Zach, doesn't. That's very strange. So the, a lot of, a lot of our, our pleas for... For people to, and not please as in, oh, please, but please as in, like you plead guilty. They are falling on deaf ears because people, not everybody, uses iTunes. A lot of people use, I think there's other kind of cell phones out there. Hmm. I haven't heard of them. Yeah. Apparently, I don't know. There's the flip phones and then there's iPhones. That's all (laughs) I know about. Rumor has it, there's more smartphones out there than just iPhones. Mm, Nah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel, too. So anyway, uh, for those of you who don't, uh, who f- who have found us not on the iPhone, you and you can use Stitcher to review us because we really lo- we love people who review us. So apparently that's that's the main crux of anything we ever want done is just reviews. Yeah, review. pretty much. I have a, a very delicate e- ego that needs stroked, and that's how I. What? Yeah. Okay. No. no. I know. I know. Come on. It's news for everybody. Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> so, um, 657-464-7609 is our voicemail number. Call, leave a message, and we will s- try to find a way to incorporate your pot-fueled rants onto the show. Yes. We've already mentioned iTunes. I already mentioned Stitcher. Like our Facebook page. We would love to interact with you there. What we've started to do is 
to introduce topics that will be talked about on the show prior to the show. We're putting them on Facebook. So hit us up there and uh, and talk to us. Yeah. We also are on Twitter. It's still kind of a goddamn mess. We each have our own private Twitter, a personal Twitter. It's not it's private, but our personal Twitter. And then we have a show Twitter. And between the two of us trying to fumble fuck to figure out what we're going to put on it, it's just kind of a it's kind of a a mess. So bear with us. We're working it out. Well, it was fun the other day because I got tweeted by that mean woman. I was going to say foreigner, but mean woman is probably more polite. Well, no, I was going to say foreigner because she's not American, but foreigner is such a denigrating sounding term. Yeah. She's Argentinian, Brazilian. She's from Buenos Aires, mm. so she is Argentinian. Mm. Yes. And Argentine. Yes. And it was kind of funny because we both were responding to her from our personal accounts, and then we were able to get the podcast account involved, and that was kind of fun. But what had happened was I tweeted a Game of Thrones quote. You know, we were watching Game of Thrones on Sunday, as everyone does, and I tweeted the... Mother of Dragons quote. Yeah, where she says... Injustice will be met with justice or whatever. It, and it's when he says injustice should be met with mercy. And she says injustice will be met with justice. Yeah, because she's a complete badass. <laughs> and I tweeted the quote and this chick tweeted me. And what did she say? I don't remember. Something about your face. Your comments are, oh, are yeah. as stupid as your face or something. Yeah. <laughs> I must be an idiot according to my face and comments, which... <laughs> That's seriously how it was phrased. You must be an idiot according to your face and comments. Well, I don't think her English is her first. I think that might have been her first crack at an English at an English tweet was bagging on your face, which is funny because she's one of those people that has a blurry profile picture. Well, it was super funny. It made my night. I was laughing hysterically when I got it. And so funny to you that you retweeted the insult. Well, yeah, it made my night. And <laughs> then she talked about Yankees, and she was just kind of going off about America, I think. She wasn't very happy. Well, the rest of it we had to plug into Google Translator to see what the fuck she was talking about, because apparently in Portuguese or Spanish or whatever she was speaking, they don't spell Yankee like us Yankees do, so we had to look it up. Yeah, it was <laughs> all of her tweets were in whatever language. And then it was just the one tweet to me that was in English. Talking about your face. It was very strange, but I, I felt very privileged to know how people in Buenos Aires feel about me. It's nice. Yeah, it was very nice. That's mm -hmm. the miracle of Twitter. <laughs> it is. No, it is. It's awesome. What yeah. did Louis C.K. to say? He said this today, that he, how t he doesn't like Twitter because if he has a back and forth with someone on Twitter and they disagree... His all, millions of followers. All of a sudden, millions of people are shitting on that person. Yeah. Because they disagree with him. He's just like, it's not fair. It's not. Which is is a technique that a lot of celebrities employ yeah. upon. Like, if they're having a back and forth with somebody and they want to not be involved anymore, they'll just retweet something or put a period before their tweet so it goes out to the world. Yeah. Shitting on that person. And it it sparks the entire the entire Twittersphere to go crazy shitting on that person. Yeah, they deserve that. I can tell you this, that I aspire to one day be one of those celebrities with a million followers so I can sick the minions on the morons. Oh, yeah. 
There's nothing wrong with doing that. The unwashed throngs of Twitter, Twitter followers to attack some. It, Anderson Cooper does it all the time. Yeah, and I love him for it. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> because it's only brainless goofballs that tweet him aggressively and disagree with him. So Well, they, they get aggressive, and, and yeah. then he does it. Yeah. Uh, Sam Harris does it once in a while, um, which I think is a little bit shitty because he's – it's what it is. It's I think him, his uh, the the dirty work he doesn't want to have to actually handle because they're just morons. Yeah, he'll do it because Sam Harris is a big brain and he doesn't need the help of a bunch of idiots on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So, so moving on, um, I guess um, I want to say you're welcome to America. You're welcome to the Los Angeles Clippers, and uh, also. Long-time listener of the show, Adam Silver. He must have been listening last episode because he uh, he took decisive action. He was completely swayed by I Doubt It with Dollamore. It's amazing. <laughs> because it wasn't only a few hours after we uploaded the episode that he he got up and absolutely, like a boss, took charge. And, well, I guess there's only one way to say it, that Sterling got silvered. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, copyright. Yeah, yeah. Trademark. I'm trademarking that right now. Sterling got silvered. It's a weird, isn't it? Weird that they both have a name having to do with with a precious metal. It is interesting. Yeah. A racist would say something about them both being Jews. A racist would. Yeah, I would not do that. Not a Jesse D. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like if somebody named Gold, last name of Gold. What, and the other guy's name is like 24 Carat. I mean, what? It's, mm. it's just weird. It's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I, I can't talk extemporaneously without you just shitting straight on me. No, I, no, I, no, I, no, I nice. see the similarities. Mm. You're right. You're right. Mm. Yeah. So Adam Silver came out yesterday, uh, midday, and. The NBA commissioner what is he yeah he's the commissioner of the the new commissioner of the nba oh okay his, his first year on the job oh wow it was uh stern before this and now it's this guy and, and he used to work for for stern first year on the job and he's already having to take care of some serious biz he's not fuck around he uh we'll talk about it i'm gonna play for those of you who have been hiding under a rock and at any sign of sports news turn off the tv or for those of you who turn off this podcast as soon as anything sports-related comes on, let me remind you of exactly why Donald Silver got sterlinged. <laughs> people call you and tell you that I have black people on my Instagram, and it bothers you. Yeah, it bothers me a lot that you want to broadcast that you're associating with black people. So that is the gem Donald Sterling, the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. And that is only one clip of many that could be played of his absolute stark dickheadedness. Yeah, and that dickheadishness. Oh, dick wait. Dickheadishness. Yeah, no, that's right. Wow, what a moron. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Yeah, it is. So. And I've got a 32-ounce Big Gulp of wine here that I'm drinking. So the woman on the tape is his girlfriend, which we talked about on the last episode. But what we didn't talk about on the last episode was the fact that he's been married 
And it's still married. Still married. Yeah, for he's been married for 50, 50 years. Yeah, half of a century, he's everybody. He's like 80 years old, and she's around 30 years old. There's yeah. like a 50-year age gap there. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to put it in context in case you didn't catch episode 16. And now I'm going to play exactly what the sentence was for those tapes being released and him being a racist. Effective immediately. I am banning Mr. Sterling for life from any association with the Clippers organization or the NBA. Mr. Sterling may not attend any NBA games or practices. He may not be present at any Clippers facility and he may not participate in any business or player personnel decisions involving the team. He will also be barred from attending NBA Board of Governors meetings or participating in any other league activity. I am also fining Mr. Sterling $2.5 million, the maximum amount allowed under the NBA Constitution. These funds will be donated to organizations dedicated to anti-discrimination and tolerance efforts that will be jointly selected by the NBA and its Players Association. Hardcore. Yeah, very hardcore. In fact, there's a couple things I want to talk about relative to the sentence. Um, I'm of the opinion that it's a little harsh. I think a life, $2.5 million is a drop in the bucket to a guy who's worth $2.1 billion. He's worth $2,100 million. Finding him $2.5 million is nothing. Nothing to him. So... The fine, eh, whatever, I don't care. But a lifetime ban, when in this country, there's something to be said for redemption and learning from one's mistakes and turning over a new leaf and all these cliches that you hear all the time that Donald Sterling's not going to be able to take advantage of because of the fact that he is banned for life. Well, he's probably not going to be able to take advantage of redemption anyway since he's in his 80s and he's going to be dead soon so (laughs) i i get that i just think a lifetime ban is well a lifetime ban which is probably going to be like a decade for him yeah well if mark cuban of the dallas mavericks was to do something as stupid as this and say something as stupid as this and to feel something as stupid as racism and they said it was a lifetime ban that would be a you know a 50-year ban and i i For me, I think it's a little harsh. I think he's a jackass. I think he's a piece of shit. I think he's a hateful uh, tool. A hateful tool. (laughs) But lifetime ban, they could have taken it back a notch. I don't know. It's just me. I'm not siding with him. I'm clearly not siding with him if you listen to anything I've said. I just think that a lifetime ban takes out any chance of redemption. And that's... it's. I, a, I get your point. Yeah, it's a bummer. He's still old and going to die soon. He is definitely old and going to die <laughs> soon. So the other issue, the other issue related to this, this entire Sterling situation is you've got your types who are commentators who are talking heads on the news. And they've come out in force to talk about this guy's freedom of speech. There's two things I want to talk about. They're both very odd. One thing is the freedom of speech thing. And then the other thing is how they keep talking about 
they keep t- they keep talking about how well this is recorded in private. This is something he said in private. Who who fucking cares? Who cares if it was said in private? He said it. Whether he knew it was being recorded or not, it made its way into the public sphere. Yeah, I'm kind of confused by that too. It's it makes no sense to me that that's even an argument. Because I get what they're saying about, well, maybe the legality of what she did, you know, taping a, a private conversation and then giving it to the media, even though she's claiming she didn't do that. But this is who he is. Yeah. And, you know, Kareem. Abdul-Jabbar, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, wrote that article where he was talking about how we should have done something about this earlier when he was involved in those lawsuits with the housing discrimination and all that. But many people did not know about that. And are they supposed to just go in and start searching people's public record randomly, well, trying to figure out if they're racist? I mean, she actually did everybody a favor letting us know what the hell is going on with this guy. She, she for sure did. But the other thing related to his previous lawsuits, the 2006 lawsuits about uh, the, the fair housing stuff, is that the federal government allowed him to settle out of court for like $2.3 million or something. He loves that those those numbers two point three two point five two point six. I love them too. Hey, <laughs> I like it. So they let him. The federal government let him settle while admitting no guilt. So he wasn't convicted in a court of law. Yeah. So you can't start levying. You can't start levying weird. He. It was just an accusation at that point. We For didn't sure. have him on tape saying, "Don't hang around with black people." And yes. these terrible things that he said. Yeah, it was allegations based on his renting pra- his the, his renting practices, his practices of not allowing he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't he wasn't renting to black people in Korea in largely Korean neighborhoods, and he did other shit that was terrible racist wise. But it, it's it doesn't rise to it's a different thing. That's not the court of public opinion. This is. And people are making the freedom of speech argument, which I find interesting as well. And there was this little cartoon that I found online at xkcd.com slash 1357. And I'll just read it really quick. It's pretty short. It says, public service announcement. The right to free speech means the government can't arrest you for what you say. It doesn't mean that anyone else has to listen to your bullshit or host you while you share it. The First Amendment doesn't shield you from criticism or consequences. If you're yelled at, boycotted, have your show canceled, or get banned from an internet community, your free speech rights are not being violated. It's just that the people listening think you're an asshole, and they're showing you the door. Absolutely. And for those of you counting, that doesn't count. (laughs) Yes, I was quoting again. That's where people are missing the mark relative to the First Amendment and freedom of speech. You do have the freedom of speech. He's not being put in jail for what he did. The government isn't now uh, confining him to a cell. He He doesn't have to face a court of law. He has to face the court of public opinion. And just as he has the freedom of speech, we have the freedom of our purse. We have the freedom of where to spend our money. And not only that, the NBA, it's a private organization. They made a business decision, and that's their decision to make. Yeah, and, and the, the, the decision that uh, Adam Silver made 
was good for business. It was good for business because, yeah, because he was losing. They would have lost millions and millions of dollars in ticket sales and merchandising and they had to act. And they were losing. They were losing sponsors yeah. one after the other. Oh they God. were dropping off. Yeah. So he had to make a decision. Ford, Corona, CarMax, CarMax, State not, Farm. N- not the lip balm, but the car used car company. <laughs> That's CarMax. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were. How dare you? Ford, not know. a whole bunch of them that were dropping off the, the map, and they uh, they're starting to, or they're talking about coming back now, and uh, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. So one funny thing that I did notice during the live NBA press conference, because I did watch it, I was panicking, thinking I wasn't going to be able to watch it while I was at work, but I was able to get the live feed going. During that live conference, there were many reporters asking questions after Adam Silver gave his statement. Fox News sent a reporter to ask the NBA... If punishing racists is a slippery slope. Now, they didn't directly say that, but that's kind of the gist of what they said. Jolene Kent, a reporter for Megyn Kelly's Fox News show, was the first and possibly only voice offering a defense for Donald Sterling at Tuesday's NBA press conference by asking the commissioner if it was a slippery slope to punish him for racist comments. Her question exactly was, quote, Should someone lose their team for remarks shared in private? Is this a slippery slope? Silver answered, whether or not these remarks were initially shared in private, they are now public, Mm -hmm. and they represent his views. Oh, amen, brother. And that's exactly it. And also, I don't know that it matters. The question is weird, because should this happen for something that was shared in private? Probably not. But the fact that we know about it means it wasn't in private. <laughs> yeah. The whole question's moot. Yeah. It's, again, the, the whole the whole uh, Fox News, you know, war on, war on whatever. They want to declare war on everything else. So. Well, it's funny to me that we're seeing a divide on this issue similar to what we see on other issues. Like with the, what's the Duck Dynasty guy? Robertson. Phil Robertson. Phil Robertson. I'm seeing mostly conservative people defend Donald Sterling. And it's weird to me. I don't because it's the same people that are saying, well, he has the freedom of speech. But doesn't the NBA have the right to make a sound business decision? Don't they have the freedom to make that business decision? Absolutely. In fact, today on Twitter, I got into a little fracas with um, some Missouri youth pastor. Uh, His Twitter handle is Nicholas P. Rowe. Uh, Nick Rowe. Nicholas P. and then R-O-E, Rowe. A.K.A. Hillbilly, as Jesse called him. (laughs) I called him a hillbilly. But he he compared something, uh, a controversy that just happened with Shaq recently where he posted a picture on Instagram making fun of an Instagram picture he had seen, and the guy ended up having medical issues, and Shaq being funny and just picked the wrong guy to make fun of. And he apologized. He called the guy. He made nice. You know, of course, he did the right thing. Well, this this jackass youth pastor in Missouri decides to tweet and compare the two, compare the Donald Silver situation and his abject, horrible racism and the Shaq thing. His tweet was, 
Donald Sterling proves racism in the privacy of his own home. Shaq mocks a disabled guy on Instagram, apologizes, and is forgiven. Right. So he's somehow equating the two when they don't, they're not the same thing. One person is a terrible racist, and Shaq, who made up for it by actually calling the person whom he offended and made up. So Nick Rowe, youth pastor extraordinaire, uh, gets on Twitter and, you know, flaps his gums to his 2,800 followers or whatever and um, makes an ass of himself because he's just fucking wrong. So thanks, Nick. We appreciate it. And furthering the racist bullshit that's been going on for the last two weeks or so, dumbass Dan Kaplis, a Denver radio host, got on this week, the last couple days. He flapped his silly gums about this whole fracas. Yes. A Denver talk show host suggested it wasn't possible to believe in God and still be racist. <laughs> Dan Kaplis of Canus AM. Mm. K-N-U-S. That, that is like Canus, like an anus. Like him flapping his mouth that looks like an anus. What? It's fitting call letters. Fitting call letters for his station. Yeah. K-anus. Can't say I disagree. Dan Tune it in to the anus. Oh, God. Dan <laughs> Kaplis made the comments Monday during a discussion of Los Angeles Clippers owner Donald Sterling, who made bigoted comments against black people during a recorded phone call. The, the roots of this kind of racism, this kind of attitude where, where somebody really thinks they're superior to somebody just because of the color of the other person's skin, first, what it tells me, you know, my constitutionally protected opinion about that person is they don't believe in God. Nobody who believes in God can be a racist, in, in my view, because once you believe God made us, you mean, you know, God made junk? God made somebody lesser just by virtue of the color of their skin? So my starting point is always um, all racists must be atheists. They can't possibly believe in God. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that quote is fascinating. I'm just going to be honest because God made junk. Well, God, apparently, if he made everybody, like this guy is asserting, right? He made child molesters, child rapists. Yeah. People who bury people alive. Yeah. Rape people. I mean. God made Hitler. What are you talking about here? He's making no sense. Well, first of all, I love his little. You know, well, according to my constitutionally protected right of free speech, fuck you, dude. It is a huge pet peeve of mine. There's not a SWAT team bearing down on your door getting ready to throw you in the fucking jail because you're going to say something that offends the president of the United States or offends someone in government. That's not the society we live in. You don't. We know you have a constitutionally protected right to free speech because you are on the airwaves speaking on an independent radio station. Anything that want that that has the the inclination to fly out of your stupid lips. Also, you're in the United States of America, so we know that about you. I think someone who says that is it kind of seems like a retreat from what they're saying. They're they're trying to back down from it already because he's almost fearful of the backlash. I think he knew what was going to happen after he said this. Well, and he was trying to say, well, it's my constitutionally protected opinion. 
nobody who believes in God can be a racist. Once again, for those of you who didn't have your, your radio turned up loud enough. Nobody who believes in God can be a racist. Except for most all racists. Yeah. Uh, the Nazis, on their uniforms, had a term, had a phrase, got mittens, got mittens. <laughs> G-O-T-T-M-I-T-U-N-S, got mittens, which means God with us. So if the Nazis had that on their uniforms and they were about as racist as it gets, how is it that nobody who believes in God can be a racist? I'd like to know how that is. Well, not only that, Aryan Nations, which was based in, what was it, Hayden? Hayden Lake, Idaho. Hayden Lake, Idaho. Out in front of their grounds, what would it be called? Yeah, their compound. compound. (laughs) Which, Which is no longer there. Yes, it's no longer there. For the sake of that community. There was a sign out in front, and it said, Whites only, Church of Christ, Christian Aryan Nations. Yeah. And they were Christians. I mean, it was a church service, you know, on the compound. So, Christian. they, They bought into a doctrine or an affiliation of Christians called Christian Identity. And uh, it refers to a wide variety of of loosely affiliated believers and churches with a white supremacist theology. So they use the Bible in largely the same way that slave owners did to justify their treatment and ownership of their slaves, use the Bible. And you can't tell me that the slaves, the slave owners of the South weren't racist. Of course they were racist. They, they, They didn't own Dutch slaves. They owned black slaves. They own solely black slaves. That's for a reason. It's because they're racist. So, dumbass Dan Kaplis from K-Anus, I, I think I'd like an apology because, for one, I'm an atheist, and I am certainly no racist. And there is more evidence than not that many, many, many racists are people of faith. It's offensive. And maybe it's not even your words that are offensive, because I don't get offended by shit. It's your... You know you know what it is. It's the fact that you have an actual radio show, and I'm cooped up in a little studio doing a podcast, and someone's giving your dumb ass airtime to spew your just idiocy. It's... It's complete. <laughs> It baffles me. Well, it is funny because all the notable individuals within the white supremacy movement are Christians. Tom Metzger is a big one. And, I mean, any of them. It's absurd. Any of the most notable people, they're all Christians. And if the the current movement within the Aryan group, whatever, all the people that live in the South— what are they? They're all atheists in the South? Right. No, they're not. Right, exactly. But Dan Kaplis did issue an apology. Oh, well, good he, for him. He said, quote, I apologize if it was taken that way, but mm. never could have imagined somebody would think I was saying that all atheists are racists, he said. Nobody who believes in God can be a racist. He said, that would be a goofy thing to say. I was just saying all racists are atheists. <laughs> Nobody who believes in God can be a racist. So he's saying 
he doubles down. He's saying it's ridiculous that people thought he was saying all atheists are racists. He was just saying all racists are atheists. <laughs> I think he might want to check with the racists about that because I, they probably will beg to differ. Well, I'm sure there's racists that are pissed off that he said that. Well, of course, because the atheists are the lowest of the low. It's, it's super funny because... This is just another example of atheists being distrusted. You know, we, we've read, we've talked about that Pew poll many times on the show. The atheists are the least trusted facet of society. Yeah. Below immigrants, below other races, below lawyers. Atheists are the bottom of the barrel. And it's, you know, if I were a whiny little bitch, like so many others... Fox News, I'd say that there was a war on atheism. Like they blather on constantly, day after day, about the war on Christians and the war on Christianity and the war on Christmas and the, the war on this. Yeah, you know what? Maybe there's a war on atheism. But if there was one, they would say, oh, that's justified because atheism is evil and they hate, they hate, they hate. Anyone who's met me knows I'm a, I'm a very loving guy. To a fault. I'm a hugger. I'm a lover. Oh, geez. I'm going to break into a, a Steve Miller song. What's happening right now? <laughs> so anyway, dumbass Dan Kaplis and your actual radio show. Uh, 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 he's a cool guy. I was just going to send him a little message. Oh, okay. Hopefully it said he's a cool guy. A real nice guy. <laughs> nice <laughs> unexpected yeah well it's a little personal little personal message for him little c low yeah that's right so in other crazy crackpot news we're just rolling right along this didn't really i didn't want this to be the theme of the show but it's what's going on in the world everybody sarah palin recently spoke at the nra convention Yes, speaking Saturday at the NRA Stand and Fight Rally at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, the former Alaska governor and 2008 GOP vice presidential candidate accused the Obama administration of instating counterterrorism policies that coddle adversaries. Mm. She then went on to say that if she was in charge, they would know waterboarding is how we baptize terrorists. Christian love, can you feel it? Can you feel that Christian love? I love this because it really shows her to be the witch, the hateful, hateful bitch that she is. I'm going to play two clips. One is part of the first, but <laughs> I have to do it because for someone who doesn't want to run for office and who probably never will because she can't even fulfill her duty, her elected duty as governor for the full term. She had to quit to go make her millions and be on her TV show on TLC because she's has no loyalty, no sense of duty, no sense of pride. She's a terrible, worthless human being. She she comes out and or when she's given she when she's getting ready to say this quote, there's a you'll notice a, a very dramatic pause which allows for for a very uh, a rise in applause. It's great for a sound bit. She's she's built for this. If I were in charge. And then the, the, the applause in the audience and the cheers grow. 
If I were in charge. Ugh. What a just a terrible, terrible person. Her voice is fantastic. Oh my god. Talk about ice picks in my fucking ears. Here's here's the whole clip. If I were in charge. They would know that waterboarding is how we baptize terrorists. Goddamn. Talk about making light of something sacred in the Christian faith. It says in the Bible that you must be baptized to be saved. So it's one of the the requisites to make it into heaven is to be baptized. It's like saying, and I'd make him, and I'd just let them take take the make the, say the sinner's prayer, and that's how we treat terrorists. But sinner's prayer would mean something torturous. She she's making light of something that's very sacred in Christianity, and every single one of those bucktooth, three-eyed crowd, this inbred hillbilly crowd is cheering and clapping and rising to their feet in support of this vitriol. It's completely unacceptable. I am a gun rights guy. I am an absolute supporter of the Second Amendment. I believe if you want to own a bazooka, you should own a fucking bazooka. Because there's already laws against murder. If you hurt someone with it, you've committed a crime. It doesn't make any sense to me that they would prohibit the use or the ownership of arms. It doesn't matter. It's also constitutional, so fuck you. (laughs) Wow. So it's one thing that you're denigrating your faith, but it's another thing that you're just, your speeches, again, it's just verbal diarrhea, just on and on and on with the the little vignettes and anecdotes and just kind of, it's like one long burn of, they she says they all the time they want to do this and they want to do that it's just fear-mongering yeah she's just a caricature she has that's absolutely right she has for sure just become a character of herself yeah she's she she was absolutely laughable while running for vice president and it's even worse now she's she really has become the joke that everybody said she was back in 2008. Yeah, absolutely. It's sad kind of for her. Kind of a bummer. Uh, I don't know. The bummer is that she she graduated from the University of Idaho. That mm. that's the bummer. Oh, cuz it's embarrassing for Idahoans. Yeah, it's a bummer. Oh, okay. She's a terrible that's the most famous alum to come out of there? You know, some people love her, which is well, Dan even Ob- more depressing, probably. <laughs> yeah, that is. Well, I, I know a lot of, I know personally a lot of people who venerate her, who think that she is America's last hope. Like, she really offers some value to America. Ugh. Yeah. Goddamn. She doesn't offer, val- she doesn't offer value to me. No. To, my, to me either. I, I would... Uh, I wouldn't mind a crack at waterboarding her. Oh, wow. That's some hate spewing out of Jesse D. And if by waterboarding you mean peeing on her, then yes. Oh, my God. What's happening right now? I think she's into that. 
I, you know, I don't think she would be. I, mm, I bet you she's freaky. Mm. Who's into that? I don't know. Freaks. Sarah Palin types. All right. Ask her, not me. I'm disturbed. Don't be disturbed to me. It's her thing. I'm disturbed by you. Yes. Why? I'm just talking about her fetishes. You talked about it. You know about it. It's upsetting. I, I read about it on the internet. No. Yes. Fact. You're creating a thing right now. I'm not creating a thing. It's just like Kevin Swanson. I'm not saying he likes to diddle children or as a child predator. I'm just saying, if I was to picture one, I would think he would look like Kevin Swanson. Mm. Same thing with, 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 with Sarah Palin. Same exact thing. Perfect. That was perfect. And with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Oh, boo. <laughs> so listen, Sarah Palin, if you have something you'd like to add to the show, we'd really love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Also, Sarah Palin, you can go on iTunes and Stitcher and rate and review the show. Not going to happen after Although, you just talked about what you just talked about. I just spilled the beans that she likes to be peed on. That's all. That's what I was referencing. <laughs> uh, I think she's probably already a fan or uh, she already is liked the Facebook page, so we don't have to talk about that. But uh, listen, we appreciate your support, Sarah Palin. We appreciate your support, Dan Kaplis from K Anus. It's 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 <laughs> nice. It's nice having such lofty, professional, well-known figures to be fans of the show. You're saying K Anus? It's just Canus. I think you're wanting it to be Anus too badly. No, it's K Anus. It's K N U S. The A is the, the A is silent, and by silent I mean invisible. Okay. <laughs> Apparently. So Dan Kaplis from Canus. Kevin Swanson, the truth wiener, oh and Sarah Palin, the word vomit queen. We appreciate your support. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore. This is I Doubt. Nobody who believes in God can be a racist. <laughs>